Keep pressing, keep pressing, progress. 
rejoice on that one. When God does something, he does it well. And God even speaks through song. So I know it's somebody in this room that needed that song. And God know what you need and when you need it. So we have to keep trusting him and know it ain't over until God says it's over. Amen. So we have to keep pressing, we got to keep fighting, and we fight the good fight of faith. We don't fight against flesh and blood, because this is what the enemy want us to do. He want us to come against each other. Because if we come against each other, we're not seeing the attacks of him. We do not fight against each other. We're here to uplift one another. When one of our brothers and sisters are down, we uplift them in the Lord. We encourage them so they can keep fighting, so they can keep believing, so we can let them know that the victory has already been won. Amen? And when you know that, you can get up. This is what you got to know, that the victory is won. So we fight the good fight of faith. So, Father, we thank you for bringing us together once again. We thank you, God, that you are in the midst of us. We thank you, God, that because you are in the midst of us, everything that we need is here right now. God, we don't have to go anywhere to get it because, God, you're here. So we thank you, God, for your grace, for your mercy, for your loving kindness. We thank you for your righteousness, God. We thank you for your sanctification, your justification. We thank you for your redemption. We thank you for your reconciliation. God, we thank you, Father God, that if it was not for you, God, we would not be who we are. God, we, we are who we are because of you, not because of any good that we have done. So we just thank you for that. We praise you for that, God. We glorify you for that because without you, God, we are nothing. So you are high and you're lifted up in this place. And we thank you for moving, God, the way you want to move. We thank you for doing what you want to do. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I thank you for my helper and my teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. Now, Father God, as I speak into this atmosphere, I thank you that this atmosphere is changed. God, that this atmosphere is saturated with you, Father God. I speak, Father God, that oppression has to go right now in the name of Jesus. Depression have to go right now in the name of Jesus. God, everything that the enemy has sent, God, to change this atmosphere, God, we bind it right now in the name of Jesus. And we loose your love amongst us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to continue the teaching on living by faith, manifesting the kingdom of God. God's just adding to it. Um, turn with me to Mark, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 16. Mark, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 16. And let's hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church. Mark, chapter 16. Hallelujah for his word. Well, I'm going to start with 15. And he said unto them, 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believe and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believe not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. You may be seated. We still talk about living by faith and manifesting the kingdom of God. And this is what God wants from us, the believers that are in the room. He wants us to go forth. He wants us to preach the gospel. The gospel that he's talking about is the gospel of the kingdom that Jesus preached. Jesus came in on the scene saying, repent. That means have a change of heart, have a change of mind. For the kingdom of God is at hand. Or the kingdom of God has come near to you. So what Jesus was bringing, he was bringing in the kingdom. He was bringing in God's way of doing things. And the way he was going to demonstrate that kingdom was through healing, through deliverance, through everything that God's kingdom represented in heaven, he was going to represent here on the earth. So he wanted them to have a change of mind because they were in a kingdom of darkness. So he had to manifest the kingdom of God here on this earth. The kingdom had to come through him. So Jesus knew what he had. You have to know that the kingdom of God is in you. But you have to release that kingdom to others to let them know that the kingdom of God supersedes the kingdom of darkness. And the way that you do this... And how you can do this is because he has given you the authority. He has given you the right to represent him to be ambassadors here on earth. An ambassador is a representative of God, representing his kingdom, representing God's way of doing things. So Jesus, what he did, he gave them that authority to do what he was doing down here on earth. He demonstrated it. Um, with his followers, with his disciples, he was showing them the kingdom through him. And what he showed them, he said, this is what I want you to do when I go back to be with the father. So we know in the beginning, he gave us that dominion. He gave it to Adam. He gave it to Eve. He gave them, he created them in his image. We talked about, we are spiritual beings. The first thing that you know, when people look at you on the outside, that's not the real you. That's your earth suit. The real you is your spirit. You represent the spirit of God. You are in his image. You are in his likeness. You carry his characteristics. He is your father. When they see you, they supposed to see him. They supposed to see more of him than they see you. If they're seeing more of you, then you're not representing him the way he need to be represented. So we see he gave um, that right and that dominion over to Adam to rule and to reign. That means he wanted him to govern. We know that Psalms 115 says, we go over it so much, the heavens and the heavens are the Lord's. He don't need no help with that. Y'all hear what I say? The heavens and the heavens are the Lord's. 
But then it said, but he has given the earth to the children of men. So this is the realm down here on earth is where you operate to bring heaven down here on earth. So when we look back in the book of Genesis, we see God created everything the way he wanted it to be created in the Garden of Eden. What God did was God said it was so much chaos. Everything was so much out of order. He said, I'm going to put it in order, Adam. And when I put it in order, I want you to keep it that way. I want you to dress it. I want you to guard it. I want you to keep it the exact way that I have it. So God made um, the Garden of Eden the way he wanted it to be here on earth. This was his plan. He said, "Get! I want you to have dominion. I want you to be fruitful. I want you to multiply. I want you to replenish. I want you to subdue. I want you to be master over my creation. Is that something? He could have chose anybody or any, but he chose, he chose us. So he created us to rule and reign on this earth. So Adam had the right to do whatever God commanded him to do while he was on the earth. We know how he lost that right, right? So God is saying today, y'all, he has given us keys to the kingdom. Can you imagine having keys to the kingdom? That means you have a right to rule and reign the way the kingdom is in heaven on earth. He gave you that key. That key gives you the right to open any door in heaven and bring it here to earth. Is that not awesome? Anything that need to be done on earth the way it is in heaven, God said, I have given you that right and that authority to do it. But one thing we have to understand is we don't rule God. Everything still belongs to God, but God has turned it over to us to represent him on this earth. Let's don't get it twisted. We're trying to tell God what to do and God tell us what need to be done. So when we look in the word of God, we see how God gives commandment and they have to carry out what? The commandment that God has given unto them. We do not twist the word. We don't add to it. We don't take away from it. We just do what the word of God tell us to do. We was talking about last week. We talked about being ambassadors. We talked about being citizens. We talked about um, how uh, Peter knew who he was through revelation. Because he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. What? Against it. So we see that he gave Peter the right to rule and reign here on this earth. So where I'm going today is, if you know that you have the key, my question is, are you using those keys? Because whatever is out of order in your life, God has given you the authority to put it back in order. God is not going to do it for you. People use this term. God is a sovereign God. God is in control of everything. Yes, he is, but he has turned over that control to you here on earth. We're waiting on God to do something, and God said, I have done everything. I want you to use the authority that I have given you to govern this earth. If it's something wrong on earth, I want you to take my the word of God, and I want you to speak those things that be not as though they were. So that's what God wants us to do. But the reason why I went back to Mark, um, the 16th chapter, the last part of that verse said that when Jesus went to be with the Father, y'all know he prepared those disciples and those followers before he went to be with his um, Father. He had to get them in a place to carry out what the Lord wanted him them to carry out here on earth. So he had to teach them. Now I want to start here with teaching. <clears throat> 
Some people don't want to be taught because they think they know everything. They think that they know more than anybody else. This is why God set up the church the way he has set up the church. He has set up the church with a five-fold ministry. And that five-fold ministry is here to teach you the way God wants you to be taught so you won't be thrown to and, and for, you know, all over the place with every wind of doctrine. So you have to be in a place that you can be taught. Come on, this is the same thing that Jesus did. He taught his followers. He taught them in the way of the kingdom. He told them how the kingdom was supposed to be here on earth. So they had to follow his teaching. And what Jesus did before he left, he entrusted them while he was here to see how they could carry out what he gave them to carry out. That's why we look at Matthew 10. And he was telling them, I have given you authority. I have given you power. This is what I want you to go out and do. So he was testing them on that. So you need to be taught. So after Jesus told all them all these things, he went to be with the Father. But the part I want you to look at is in verse 20. And they went forth. What did they do? They started going forth and doing what God, what Jesus told them to do. So we have to be obedient in order to do what God tell us to do. We have to really hear him. We have to really listen to what God is saying in order to carry it out. And it said they went forth and preached where? Everywhere. It wasn't a particular place, y'all. What do we do? We pick particular places we want to go in. Everywhere you go, you should be talking kingdom. Because this world, we're in a fallen world. Things are happening in this world that people are not understanding. And it's up to us to preach the kingdom, to bring heaven here on earth so they would know you don't have to be lost. You don't have to live in the state that you're living in. It said they preached the kingdom everywhere, the Lord working with them. Now, this is the key. When you're preaching kingdom, when you're preaching um, concerning the kingdom of God, concerning what Jesus came to do, guess who's working with you? God's going to work with you. If you're preaching outside the kingdom, it ain't going to work. He's not going to work with you preaching outside of what he has commanded you to do. So then it goes on and confirming the word with signs following. This is where I'm going today. God has given us authority to reign and rule on this earth. So we know we have the keys of the kingdom. Everybody know you have the right to rule and reign. But we're ruling and reigning the wrong way. We're taking authority and we're abusing that authority. And we're using laws and regulations and trying to get people to see it our way and do it the way we want it to be done. We do not rule a Lord over each other. The only thing we do is carry out the promises of God. We carry out what God wants us to carry out. If there's something wrong, we come in with the word of God. See, the Bible said he was confirming the word. He was con he's going to confirm his word. This is what I want y'all to know. He's going to confirm his word. If his word is truly being preached, God is going to confirm, confirm his word. He's a God that he will not lie. Whatever his word said he's going to do, he's going to do it. But guess what? We're going to go through. 
We're going to go through because the enemy going to make you feel like God's word don't work. So he's going to put things in your way to keep you from believing what God said he's going to do. And the things he put in your way is people. The enemy put people in your way. He put circumstances in your way. Why? Because he wants you to focus more on what's going on around you than focusing on what God told you to do. Those disciples, they were so well trained in the word of God. Guess what? They didn't move off the word even when they got locked up. They still didn't move off the word of God. They put them in prison and the prison couldn't keep them. Why? Because God was the one that was keeping them. He was with them. The Bible says that God was with them confirming the word. He was with them because they were preaching his word. If you're preaching his word and you're telling the truth, evil is going to pop up. People that you think you knew, you're going to find out where they are. When you start preaching truth and the truth you preach is Jesus, no other. You ain't going on what happened yesteryears. You ain't going on what this one said or what that one said. You going on what the word of God has to say to you. Do y'all remember in John 4, the woman at the well, when she met Jesus and she heard what he um, was telling her was truth She believed that he was a prophet. What did she do? She ran and she began to tell people about Jesus. And the Bible says that they believed her because of the word that she had said, right? So they believed it. But then when they came in contact with Jesus for themselves and they sat down with the word. Y'all got to catch it. I'm going there. Y'all got to catch it. When are we going to sit down with the word? When are we going to have that relationship with the word that we need to have. It says that in John 4:39 it said and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified he told me all that I ever did. The only thing this woman did, she went back to them and said, "Guess what?" She said, "I met a man that told me all about myself." Now y'all catch this. Now this woman was telling them what he told her. Now, she had how many husbands? Five. She was walking in the fivefold. She had the apostle. She had the prophet. She had the evangelist. She had the pastor and the teacher. Five of them, right? So Jesus came along and he told her, you had five husbands. So she knew it was true, but catch this. The Bible says that she told them that he told her all that she ever done. They could witness to it because they knew what she was doing. (laughs) So they knew she had to come in contact with Jesus because now she's opening her mouth and she's testifying to, yes, that's what I done, right? But then then it goes on to say, so when the Samaritans would come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them and he abode there, look, two days, two days. Let's just say two days. Can you sit with him for two days? Two days and many more believe because of his own word. Now listen at this. And said unto the woman, now we believe. Not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this indeed 
This is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. There's a difference, y'all. You can hear me every Sunday. You can hear me every Tuesday. And I'm telling you about Jesus. But when you take the time to sit with him yourself, all of us can come together as one body and enjoy the same Jesus. See, you can take me at the word that I'm bringing to you because you believe that it is the word of God. But when you take the time to go into the word for yourself and you sit there and you hear him for yourself, you can say, Apostle, I believe what you say said, but now I believe him for myself. See, some of us go on people, and that wear off after a while. See, you can get a good word, and it can make you glad maybe Monday to Tuesday, but then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you having a problem because you haven't got to know him for yourself. God wants you to get to know the word for yourself. When you get to know the word for yourself, then you can use the authority that he has given you to bring the kingdom The problem with the church is the ones that's in the word, that's believing the word and receiving the word, they're talking about it. And then when they talk about it with the ones that ain't in the word, they begin to try to make you feel like you don't know. They make you feel like you too holy. They make you feel some kind of way. Because you've been with the word. And you know what the word has said to you. So you sharing that word. But because they have not been with the word, there's going to be a conflict between you and the other one. See, they took her at what she said. But when they spent two days with Jesus, And they got to know him for themselves. They didn't need to go on what she said no more. They didn't have to live off of her revelation. They didn't have to live off of her experience. See, I want my own, y'all. I want to know that I know that I know for myself. I don't want to wait on nobody else all the time to tell me. Come on, I can relate to what you saying because I was tasting and seeing how good God is. I done tasted him for myself. So when both people come together and they're touching and agreeing from the same word, the power of God. That's what I want to That's where I want to go. The church. It's not on one accord. That's why the kingdom ain't being manifested. Because everybody's trying to do their own thing except what he said to do. Everybody, some people want to be seen, see me, hear me, be attached to me. I'm going to do it this way. Because if I do it this way, I'm going to draw more of a crowd than she draw a crowd. Flesh don't do nothing. Only thing you're going to have is a body full of fleshly people. We go by the spirit. But then God began to show me something else. This is the part I'm going to today, y'all. We need the word. In order to do what God tell us to do, it takes the word of God to do it. He's not going to go outside of his word. Y'all got to hear this. 
He's not going outside of his word. God will not go outside of his word. He's not going to change his word to make you feel good. He's not. The word's supposed to cut you going in and coming out. It's a two-edged sword. He's going to cut you both ways. It's supposed to separate that soul from that spirit. Them joints from that marrow. It's the discerner of thoughts. It knows the intent of your heart. So if you're getting cut both ways, you should be rejoicing. You shouldn't be mad. You should be giving God glory. Cut me up, God. Show me, separate the soul from the spirit. Separate my he and she motions from the spirit that connects me to you. I want a connection. Because when you really connect with God, you don't put up with it and everything. When you truly made a connection, you hate sin. You don't tolerate sin. You become angry when you see sin. You don't look at it with he motions and she motions. You look at it the way God look at it. He turned his face. To, he had to turn from his own son because he carried the sins of the whole world. And Jesus said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because sin was on him. But today, we want to keep friends. We want people to like us. I'm here to tell you, the more you represent him, people are going to hate you. Y'all don't read your word. Father against son. Daughter against mother. Sister against brother. Come on. You're going to have a fight with your family. He, he said this. He said this. People are going to begin to hate each other when truth come in the house. When you're standing up for what's right, people hate you because they hated him because he was bringing truth. You don't compromise when it comes to truth. It is what it is. You don't change it. So then Jesus began to show me in the word. Y'all go with me to Luke 1. Luke 1, we're going to talk about God's power being released. It's time for miracles. It's time for the miraculous. And the reason why these miracles or the, the miraculous has not happened is not because of God, it's because of us. Ain't no fault in God. This is talking about Zacharias and his wife, and I'm going to begin at verse 7. The Bible said, and they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren. That means her womb was unfruitful. She could not produce. And they both were now well stricken in years. So I'm going to verse 9. Well, verse 12. Zechariah saw an angel. God was sending the angel to give Zacharias a message. So you know this was a message from heaven. This was the word of God coming to Zacharias. And it said, and when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. Come on, y'all. I'm going to tell you something today. God said, fear not. The ones that have been trusting God, 
the ones that have been waiting on God, even in a difficult situation where it looked like nothing is going to happen because of what natural is doing. Understand, Elizabeth could not bear a child. She was barren. She was not productive. She could not produce. And now she's well stricken in years. So it looked like, y'all, there is no hope. So what God did at the appointed time, at the time that he knew was right, he sent his messenger to Zacharias and he told him to fear not. He said, your prayer has been heard. Somebody better grab that because God is talking in this room. Your prayer has been heard. God always send you some confirmation, y'all. God ain't going to leave you like that. He's going to send you some confirmation because you've been standing so long in an impossible situation. See, my God takes the impossible. He don't need something that's possible because it won't be believed. He said, I take the impossible. So look what he did. He said, your prayer has been heard. And he didn't leave him in the dark about the prayer because we pray a lot of prayers, right? He said, and thy wife Elizabeth... Guess what this word says? Shall. Shall bear thee a son. And thou shalt call his name John. God is just so on point. He said, not only is she going to give you a son, this is what I want you to name him. Look how he just brought the plan and the purpose out. Right there for Zacharias. But let me tell you what old Zacharias had the nerve and the audacity to say. He said this. Hmm. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. So we know he's telling him the plan and the purpose he have for John. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. So we see all that he told him. But verse 18 is where I want to go. And Zechariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? This is what he's saying. Whereby shall I be sure of this? How do I know this is true? Come on, God just sent. How many have God given a word to? And we say, God, how can I be sure of this? How do I know that this is truth? How many of us? How many of us? That was the word of God. And God's word says, he said, my word will not come back to me void nor empty. But it shall go out and accomplish that which I please. And it's going to prosper in the thing I sent it to do. But Zacharias had the audacity to say, how do I know this is true? How can I be sure of this, God? And then this is what he said. This is why he said it. I am an old man and my wife well stricken in years. Ignorant gone to see. He done went dumb now. Because the angel just told him. See, I'm I'm getting somewhere, y'all. The angel told him in the beginning. Let me read it again. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayers heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear a son, and thou shalt call his name. Did the angel just tell him this? And then he's going to have the audacity to say, 
Think about what he said, y'all. I'm an old man. And my wife is well stricken in years. God said, you above my word. Zachariah's looking at natural means. I'm too old to have a, a, a baby. I'm too old to produce a baby. And I know my wife too old. She's barren. She can't produce. Let me tell you what happened to this man. And the angel answered, said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. And I'm sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed because thou believe not my words which shall be fulfilled in their season. Let me tell you what the Lord showed me. I said, wait a minute, God. You took and made this man dumb and not able to speak. That means he was deaf and dumb. Not only could he not speak, he couldn't hear either. I said, what's up with that, God? There's something there that you want me to see. So I'm sitting there and just meditating on that and meditating on that. And God said, he didn't believe my word. So he became deaf and dumb. I said, wait a minute, God, I still don't have it. He said, when you don't believe my word, you become deaf and dumb yourself. I said, what do you mean? He said, because you in unbelief. When you in unbelief, you can't hear what I got to say. When you in unbelief, you sure can't speak it. Come on, somebody. We don't get it. When unbelief is in your life, you don't hear God. And if you don't hear God, you can't speak for God. You got to get rid of the unbelief. But check this. God is so good. He had, guess what he did? Remember he said, how can I be sure of this? He gave him a sign, didn't he? He became deaf and dumb. That's how you know. He gave him a sign, but yet he judged him. Did y'all catch it? How can I be sure of this? You ain't going to hear, nor you going to talk until he come forth. Devil, your sign. Do you see what unbelief do, to you, do for us? It stops us from hearing God. It stops us from believing God. And if we don't believe him, we can't speak for God. Paul said, what I believe is what I speak. If you don't believe it, you're not going to speak it. And some of us speak it half-heartedly just to tell people, make people think we know the word. But when you know the word, the miraculous is coming from the word. Y'all, let's rest on that one. So are we wondering now why things are not manifesting in our lives? Because we, some of us have become just like Zacharias. We can't hear, so we're not speaking because we ain't believing God. God said, when you believe me, you're going to speak what you believe with authority. You're going to speak it with boldness. No matter what man say, you're going to stand up for what God says. So Zacharias, he was deaf as well as dumb. So I'm going a little bit further. So we see what happened to Zacharias, right? But this is what God said. God said, even though you didn't believe me, that don't stop my plan. My word still is going to do what it says it's going to do. I don't need you to do it. 
You see what I'm saying? I don't need you to believe me for my word to come to pass. See what I'm saying? Because whatever God says is what God say. So if God got a plan for your life, we can hinder it, but it's already written. This is what's going to be, y'all. So we cut ourselves off from what God has already done, but it's not stopping what God is doing because it's already written. So it was written. But then he goes a little bit further. He stops with him. And the Bible goes on to say, y'all check this out. After he got through doing his little priestly duty, right? He deaf and dumb. But he knew how to act when he got back home to his wife. Because the Bible says in 23. And it came to pass. Y'all saying it came to pass. That as soon. He was ready for them days to get over. And as soon as the days of his ministration were accomplished, he departed to his own house. Oh, it's on and popping. And after those days, listen at this. And after those days, his wife Elizabeth did what? Mm -hmm. She conceived. Did God not honor his word? But guess what? He was in unbelief, but he still did his duty, didn't he? Because it was God's purpose it was his plan it was, but God had to show him all the way around and this woman didn't show herself for five months look at there see God had everything set up now here we go again now God's starting all over again y'all guess what he's doing he's coming to old Mary the virgin now he's gonna use a virgin this virgin had not been with a man she was what? She was um, engaged to Joseph. So when they are engaged, you know, they made a commitment. So everybody know that's Joseph's wife. You don't mess with that woman. So the, the angel came to her and the angel was given her a word from the Lord. And that word was concerning Jesus, right? So God was setting things up. He had to get John first. Now he's getting John, the one that was going to prepare the way for the Messiah. So now... God know what he's doing. So now he's bringing Jesus in on the scene. So he said, I'm going to get me a virgin to conceive. So look at this. So he told Mary everything, right? He told Mary about Jesus, what was going to happen with Jesus. But then what he told her was, I want y'all to look at verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? See, and I know not a man. See, Mary is saying, I'm a virgin. How is this going to be? And this is the part I want to get to. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So look how this was going to happen. She asked the question, God giving her the answer. He said, the power of God, that's dunamis, that's miraculous power. But guess what came first? The word. The word has to come first in order for the miraculous to come. The Holy Spirit do not work opposite of the word. So the word came first, did it not? In both instances, the word came what? And then after the word came, then miraculous power of God came. So when he came to Mary, he told her, this is how it's going to be, my power. It's going to come upon thee and overshadow thee. It's just like a cloud just coming and overshadowing her. And then she was going to become pregnant with Jesus. 
So where am I going, y'all? How do you expect the miraculous when you ain't in the word and when you ain't speaking the word and when you ain't believing the word? See, the miraculous comes when we take the word for what it is and we don't move off of the word. God want people to know he's God without other means. Y'all don't get it. That's what a miracle is. A miracle is outside of nature. That means that man didn't have their hands in this. Man cannot be glorified. The only one that can be glorified is God. So that's why God was showing his miracles in the Bible to let them know this ain't by man, this is by me. But he needs for you to come in on the picture and say what God wants you to say so the power of God can come upon you and overshadow you and they begin to see the miraculous. So it takes the word for us to do it, y'all. You have to get in the word. You have to allow the word to get into you. And whatever the word says, that's what you do. You have to trust the word more than you trust the natural. Why? Because you are citizens of the kingdom. The word is going to supersede everything. How do I know? Because as you go back down here, when he explained to Mary, now this is the thing that God said we missed. When he told Mary how it was going to happen, he still needed Mary's consent. She had to be willing for it to be ha- for it to happen, right? So that next verse, it goes down there to say, and b- he told him about Elizabeth. And Mary said in 38, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Mary said, Be it unto me according to thy word. So guess when Mary began to conceive when she accepted the word. We got to quit rejecting truth. We got to begin to accept truth no matter what it looked like. God, God don't leave us by ourselves, y'all. When you spend time with God, when you're going through physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, however you're going through, when you sit down with God, And you take your eyes off of you because you know you can't do it. That's what God told me. He said, no, you can't, but I can. But you got to allow me to do it through you. And that's when God began to tell me, he said, everything that was broken, I fixed. But I got to break you to let you know what's fixed. So sometimes you got to go through some broken areas in your life in order for God to show you that he's God, y'all. He wants you to move out of the picture and allow him to come in so his power can be revealed through you. God said, I want to make a connection with you. He said, I want the soul to connect with the spirit so it can flow through the body so people can know that I'm God. He said, there is no flow. He said, there is, you know how you keep pumping a pump? And you're pumping it and you're trying to get the water out of it. And the more you keep pumping and pumping and pumping, all of a sudden there's a gush of water. We have to do that with the word of God. We have to keep going into the word of God. And we have to, you know, build ourselves up through the word of God. And the more we build up through the word of God, the more of God's powers begin to come upon us and is released to us from the word of God. So God said, you have to get in the word. We're missing it, y'all, because we're not taking the word for what it is. Everybody who took the word for what it is, what did they get? They got a miracle. They got healed. The woman with the issue of blood. Y'all know she didn't supposed to be out because she had COVID-19. Y'all know she ain't supposed to have been in the crowd. And then she messed up. She wasn't six feet apart. 
She's supposed to have been shut up because of COVID-19. But she come out because she said, I want to be healed. So she touched the hem of his garment. She pressed through COVID-19. It didn't matter what her situation looked like. She said, I got to get to the word. And that's what he's telling us. Until you get to the word, the word ain't going to get to you. You got to be able to go in that word. You got to get revelation off of that word. You got to hear the word, not only hear the word, but you got to do what the word is saying. So you can be built like a house on a rock that no matter what come, you may be swayed a little bit, but it's not going to move off that foundation. You don't build your house on the sand because it's going to sink. This is why y'all quit compromising. Don't act like you don't know. You know what's right, but we choose to do what's wrong, and that's still sin. When you know what the word tells you not to do, and then you go do it, you in sin, right? So what we do, we stand for what's right regardless of what people think or what people say. We don't go with evil, y'all. We don't. So we, we look back in the word of God, and when you go through the word and you see these miracles, it makes you wonder. God, what's happening around us? God said, when you believe in what my word says, you will see more of the miraculous coming forth. He said, the miraculous coming forth comes from you. My spirit comes upon you. The authority that I have given you, the keys, you need my power. That's why you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The evidence is speaking in tongues, but that's the power that's coming upon you to reveal me unto the people and when that power comes upon you it's going to overshadow you and when it overshadows you everything that people need is right there where you are because you bring in my kingdom god want his kingdom to come y'all on earth as it is in heaven and he need us to do it there's no other way so you have to take the time to get in the word know what the word is saying and do what the word is saying and then people will know the god that you serve It's only one true and living God. Use your keys. Use what God has given you. And as you use what God has given you, people are going to know where you're from. They're going to know that you're from another world. They're going to call you crazy. They're going to say, you ain't got no sense. Don't you see what's happening around you? You dumb. You do see what's happening around you. That's why you bring in change. And that change comes from the word of God. Y'all, we cannot do anything without the word. We cannot live without this word. We are in evil times. Christians are coming against Christians now. Fighting against each other. Because one is saying this and the other one is saying that. God told us the world is going to know that we are his disciples because we're loving one another. Christians are hating one another now during this time. During the riots, during the voting, during all of this time, Christians are coming against each other because one is on this side and one is on that side. So they're saying, you're not on my side, I'm on God's side. Whatever the world may choose to do, it ain't going to change the side that I'm on. Because I have learned, I'm not in bondage no more. I'm not in bondage to man. No more. Because God brought me out. He freed me from that. When you know that you're free, you don't go back on yesteryears. Yes, those yesteryears happen, but you are a new creation now in Christ Jesus. You have a new DNA. DNA. You don't allow people to put you in slavery. You don't allow people to put you there because that's not where you are. When you know who you are, you don't let people...
child of the king. See, you got to bring it the way the word of God bring it. I'm not a slave no more, y'all. I'm not. And you're not either. So quit letting people take you out of your identity of who you are. Because this world is a fallen world. And once they get new laws, they're going to break those. It's in the Bible. It's, y'all don't read the Bible. They had ten commandments and couldn't keep them. They broke them. So when they set new laws, they're going to break them. Why? Because they can't keep them. That's why Jesus had to come and fulfill them. So whatever law is set, I don't care how it's written, they're going to break the law because God knows we can't keep them. So that's why he sent Jesus. It's good to have laws. Yes, if we didn't have laws, this world would be in a mess. But people are going to break them every day. They're breaking them. That's why we introduce them to Jesus. We introduce them to the way that God intended for it to be in the beginning. He want to bring heaven here on earth, y'all. You got the kingdom in you. Let them see this kingdom and they can't see it if you don't know what it's about. Get into your word. Live by the word. And no matter what's going on around you, the Bible says if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his way of doing things, all of these things will be added unto you. And people are wondering, how are you getting and I'm not getting? Because I'm from another world. And the way my world operates is different from the way your world operates. Let me tell you about the kingdom I'm from. And as you begin to tell them about this kingdom, where there's joy and peace and where there's love in the Holy Ghost, in the kingdom of God, where there's righteousness and you begin to present all that stuff, they're going to want that kingdom because you're not upset the way the world is upset. You're doing it the way God tells you to do it. It's peace all around you. And when you enter a room, guess what? The power of God fall upon you and people want to run up to you and say, I just want to touch you. It's just something about you that just brings in a peace every time you come. Don't leave me. Can you stay a little longer? Can you talk just a little bit longer? Because it's something about you that changed my whole atmosphere. It's the power of God that has come upon you to change that situation. We bring change, y'all. And God gave us everything we need to bring that change. Do not let strife contention and every evil work come in your house god has given you the right to shut it down so let's do what the word of god tell us to do let's manifest the kingdom and god's kingdom is about life not death it's about light and not darkness god want us to show the world now in this difficult time that he's the one and true living god and we do it through the word of god can't do it without it Get in your word. Live your word. Because, y'all, everything that this world, this Bible is saying has already been. It's just coming back around again. Y'all don't notice? This COVID-19 ain't nothing new. God just told you it was coming. (laughs) It ain't nothing new. You're going to get a lot of other things that they went through back then. But they got through it. How did they get through it? It takes the word. That's what it takes, the word. And if you're not in the word, you're going to be just like the world. And we're not like the world. So let go of everything that you're holding on to. 
because this world can't keep you. God has come to give you eternal life, and he want to give you that life more abundantly. And the life he give you, it goes on and on and on and on. You never die. Amen? So let's manifest the kingdom, y'all. Let's get to know him in a better way and allow God to do a work that they know no other God could do but God. Amen? Come on and give God some glory. Do we have any visitors at this time? Okay, we good. 